Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Now, in the latest episode of Life and Leadership podcast, Bobby Kerr sits down with the serial cork entrepreneur Pat Phelan from working as a butcher in the English market and suffering from alcoholism to doing multi million euro deals around the world. He has an extraordinary story to tell. And in this clip, he talks about the deal he did to sell his fraud prevention company. We took some investment and we sold it in record time, like sub three years and... 40 million? 40 million. And we made sure the whole team was looked after. I remember we got our money and it was about 40 employees and I was looking out the room and I never felt worse because I was thinking, I've gotten millions, but just people outside the door who've gotten nothing. And I, I said, we'll have to do something or we lose the team. And we said, we're going to bonus everyone through the hilt out of our money. And it was the best move I've ever made. And from then, I've been obsessed about team. And this episode of Life and Leadership with Bobby Kerr is available now wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Amundi, working today for all our tomorrows. Now, although Credit Suisse was a systemic and large bank, Silicon Valley Bank nor Signature Bank, which also collapsed this month, were certainly not. And yet they have sent shivers down the spine of governments, central banks and even consumers worldwide. My next guest thinks it's all down to the rules. They're not strict enough, according to Yeri Philippouna, the chief economist with Finance Watch, the European NGO advocating to make finance serve society better. Bonjour, Thierry. Bonjour, Joe. Thierry, Good morning to you. You wrote a blog about this. What's your main concern? My main concern is trust in the banking market. Because at the end of the day, banking is about trust. And really, there are two ways of bringing trust to this market. Either you have strict rules and you apply them, or you count on the firefighter to calm the market down, to put the fire out when the fire bursts. The reality is what we're seeing is that the rules are not well applied worldwide. The rules are so-called Basel III agreements, which basically um, call for proper capital requirements and liquidity ratios in banks so that they will not not go belly up each time there is a problem. Uh, Problem is, those rules are not applied for small and medium-sized banks in the U.S., and they are very imperfectly, let's put it this way, uh, applied in the EU. Hence the fact that we're seeing the market say, hey, can we trust all this? And the response to this is, yes, we can trust it is not going to collapse because I don't think it's going to collapse. But it's not because we have the right rules or the right rules actually implemented. It's just because we count on the firefighter. Now, the problem um, that we've seen in, in the last two weeks is that governments and central banks panicked when a bank got into trouble and bailed out everyone. Uh, to the point whereby there was no lesson learned because after the financial crisis, uh, Thierry, as we know, banks were supposed to bail themselves in rather than be bailed out. You're absolutely right. It's what we've been working on and trying to do for the past 12 years. Um, But the reality for, you know, sort of defending central bankers is that here again, taking my image of, you know, firefighting, Once the fire is here, the only thing you can do is put it out, hence what they're doing now. But the problem is that we're supposed to have put rules in place that would prevent the house to go on fire. But the reality is that the fire safety standards we've we've actually implemented are too weak and they're not sufficient. And therefore, we need central bankers to, once again, 
come and bail banks out as opposed to letting them being bailed in. So what needs to change? Um, so we need dearly. to reform the rules. Yeah, so what, what, what specifically would you like to see changed straight away? Two things. On the US side, Basel III, so-called Basel III agreement, has to be applied to small and medium-sized banks. That's indispensable. On the EU side, we need to implement Basel III properly, which is not the case at the moment. Because the way the EU is currently thinking of implementing and finalizing the Basel III framework effectively deviates from Basel III and asks for capital requirements that are substantially lower than uh, what Basel III um, demands. Are we looking at, um, excuse the term, Basel IV? Are we looking at a completely new global um, set of rules and international architecture for banks? You know what, perhaps we should do that. But before we go to Basel IV, we should first adopt, I mean, really adopt and implement Basel III, which is not the case at the moment. So perhaps Basel III will not be sufficient, but let's start by implementing it. And I insist on the fact that the EU at the moment is on the wrong track on this. Uh, and then, you know, let's let's sit back and decide whether this is sufficient or if we go should, if we should go for more. Are we back in 2008? Are we at the start of another banking crisis, Thierry? No, it's, it's, it's a very different situation. First of all, the cause of, of it all is very different. You know, SVB, Silicon Valley Bank in the US and Credit Suisse are very, very different situations. They are local situations. This is not a global cause. It's just two, you know, uh, specific uh, causes for, for this banking turmoil. But but the Swiss National Bank, when it decided to um, burn the 81 bondholders with Credit Suisse, could have set a very dangerous precedent. And I'm sure the ECB uh, were very keen to stress that that would not happen in the Eurozone. Yeah, what the Swiss did was a strange combination of bailout and of bail-in. They did bailout because they brought, you know, state guarantees and everything to the deal. And they did some bailouts when they wiped out uh, the 81 bondholders. The problem with the way they did it is that they didn't respect the so-called creditors' hierarchy, which basically says, you know, wipe out the shareholders before you wipe out the bondholders. Hence the fact that everybody's saying, you know, what is this about? You know, you have to respect the rules. If you don't respect the rules, people don't know how to behave. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's sort of a strange mixture, to be honest. Very briefly, do you think the culture within investment banking is still too risky? <laughs> It's not too risky um, because banking is about taking risk. Uh, there's no doubt about that. The culture is not sufficiently into let's take the right sort of risk, i.e. risk by financing the economy and financing society as opposed to speculating uh, and doing improper things. Yeah. Look at what happened to Credit Suisse. It went from scandal to scandal over the years and confidence just vanished. Yeah. Looked at what happened at SVB. It tried to speculate on long-term treasury bonds, you know, trying to make up for what they were not making on their deposits, and and they went belly up. So Indeed. this is not about not taking risk. Yes, this is about you have taking get, the wrong risk. Getting the balance right. Thierry, merci bien. That's Thierry Philipponat, the chief economist with Finance Watch, the European NGO advocating to make finance serve society. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.